This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 720, The Most Common Multiple Income Streams, by Robert Farrington of thecollegeinvestor.com. And I am your host and narrator of the show. My name is Dan, and a happy Friday to you. Also, it is the first of the month tomorrow, which means it's time for yet another book giveaway to someone random on our mailing list. So if you are not on that list yet, you can join for free at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. And make sure you're in by midnight to be a part of tomorrow's drawing. I'll give you a quick reminder about that at the end as well. So for now, let's get right to today's post and continue optimizing your life. The Most Common Multiple Income Streams by Robert Farrington of thecollegeinvestor.com If you're thinking about diversifying your income, you may be asking yourself, how do I diversify my income? It's actually pretty straightforward, and many of us already have multiple income streams. We just don't realize it. The goal of creating multiple income streams should be to maximize your potential in each category available to you. If you're just starting out, it really isn't reasonable to expect you to generate tons of rental income. However, if you start maximizing your income-generating potential through your primary salary, you will find yourself having excess income that you can reinvest to generate additional income streams and earn more money. Remember, the average millionaire has seven different income streams. Seven! Here are the most common ones. Primary salary. For most people, their primary salary is their main income stream. In fact, I think everyone starts this way. If you didn't, I'd love to hear your story. The goal is to maximize your primary salary to a point where you are generating enough free cash flow to reinvest in secondary income streams. How do you do this? Well, try to get the highest paying job you can. Ask for a raise. Utilize services such as Glassdoor.com to see how your salary competes with others in your same job. Some companies really force employees to leave to get a raise and then come back for another raise. This industry jumping promotional strategy is very common and could work. Or there is another theory for your primary salary. Generate enough to have a little excess cash flow, but do it at a place that you can work stress-free and have time to dabble in other projects. A good friend of mine has this setup. He works 10 to 5 and makes $50,000 a year. This allows him to easily cover all of his expenses, but the shorter hours and flexibility in his job allow him to pursue his secondary income-generating ideas. Either way, the great thing about your primary salary is that you can usually get benefits, such as health insurance, that really protect you while you are pursuing your other ideas. Secondary salary or spouse's salary. No matter what venture you undertake in life, you need a team. I'm a firm believer in teamwork, even if it's just to bounce ideas off of or to have someone tell you that you are off track. For many individuals, this person is their spouse, who also brings some income diversity to the table. Just like I mentioned earlier, if your spouse has income, try to maximize it. I would throw in some caution here. If your spouse works at the same company or in the same industry as you, you are not diversified, and should something happen, you could be in a world of hurt. Companies do go out of business. Companies do lay employees off. There's nothing wrong with working together, but realize that you are not diversified and you should be trying to maximize other income streams as a result. Investment After employment, I think that most individuals gain income diversification through investing. It's important to look at why we invest, because at some point, we plan on using this money for something. For most, it is saving for retirement, and the investing is done through vehicles such as a 401k or IRA. But investing is not just about stashing money away for a rainy day. 
That is what an emergency fund is for. Investing is about having enough capital to generate income. Investing generates income through dividends, interest, and return of capital. You really want to maximize the first two and stay away from the return of capital as much as possible. Think about it. If you are saving for retirement, you are trying to save enough in investing to generate enough income to replace your primary salary. Let's take my friend's example from just a moment ago. $50,000 a year. So to generate $50,000, you would need to have almost $1.7 million saved and be able to generate a 3% cash flow on that money, which is reasonable if invested in dividend-paying stocks. You could also draw down on your principal if needed, but this is a return of your invested capital, and if you continue this for a long period of time, you run the risk of exhausting your resources. Rental property. Purchasing a rental property is another common way that individuals generate an income stream. It is very similar to investing in that you take a sum of money to purchase the property and the property returns a cash flow in the form of rent. You do have expenses related to this that are different from investing, such as a mortgage, utilities, property taxes, etc., which all must be taken into consideration when calculating a return on rental property. Rental property does have tax advantages that investing doesn't have, but I will touch on that at a later time. The problem with rental property is that initial capital outlay required to get started. Most people starting to diversify their income streams don't have a 20% down payment to purchase an income property. That is why this is usually something that is done later in life, almost like an advanced multiple income stream topic. However, there are ways to do this earlier, such as getting started with real estate crowdfunding. With real estate crowdfunding, you can become a limited owner in real estate for a smaller amount of money it's a great way to get started investing in real estate. We recommend both Realty Mogul and Fundrise. You can start investing in real estate for as little as $5,000 at platforms like Realty Mogul. They have different multifamily and commercial properties that you can invest in. Another similar platform is Fundrise. They only have a $500 minimum to get started and offer a variety of options we love as well. Fundrise has really been a great performing passive income investment over the last year. Online business or hobby business. The final most common stream of income is creating a side business. This business could be online or offline, and I call it a hobby business because it usually takes a form that relates to the owner's hobby. For example, if you are tech savvy or enjoy working online, you may sell on eBay or create a website like I did, or promote your services through a site like Fiverr. If you work offline, you could do party light candles, makeup like Avon, or various clothing and jewelry lines. Creating multiple income streams. The point is that you can diversify your income in various ways. You can basically choose one of each from the categories I just discussed and create a very diversified income portfolio. The other point is that it is pretty easy to get started. You don't need to be super rich and you don't need a lot of time to get started. To say it requires no time would be a lie, but you don't need to make any of the ideas I just discussed your life. You can work at your job, invest your excess income, save to buy a rental property or rent out a room in your current house, and you start a side job online without breaking a sweat. The reward from these activities will be financial freedom. You just listened to the post titled The Most Common Multiple Income Streams by Robert Farrington of thecollegeinvestor.com. And as promised, uh, just one more quick reminder that we are doing another book giveaway tonight. It's happening at midnight, 
And that book is going to somebody random on our weekly newsletter mailing list. So if you are not a part of that list yet, you should sign up. You can join for free at oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com. And that is 720 episodes of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. Thank you so much for your support and for listening here each day. And I will be back with you next week where I'll have more posts. So have a great weekend and I'll catch you on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.